Everybody. Welcome to this mini-movie review. This review is on 2019's Ready or Not. I was trying to figure out what movie I wanted to review for number 23, and I have had heard through, you know, the internet and things like that, because I don't really watch a whole lot of trailers because they always put too much in it, and then usually it ruins the movie because they put the best parts in it, and then... So I kind of like to go in cold or blind a little bit when I watch a movie. So what I had heard and put together in my head, based on what I had heard, is that this movie, Ready or Not, I'd heard it was pretty good, that it was fun, you know, kind of crazy and stuff. And I had heard that it's like this woman who's going to get married and she goes to like her in-laws or like future in-laws' house and they play some sort of like deadly game of hide and seek or something in the house and she has to partake in this ritual that they do. So I was like, okay, I'm down with that. Let's do that. That sounds fun. Sure. I don't even know if that's what it's all about, but that sounds great. So now I'm going to read here a little bit on Wikipedia. Just a, a brief little rundown before I go and watch the movie. Again, 2019's Ready or Not. It's an American comedy horror film, which is always kind of fun. It's been a while since I did a, a comedy horror, I think. I don't think the last one I probably did was um, was probably The Babysitter. So this is, a, like I said, an American comedy horror film. Directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillett from a screenplay by Guy Busick and R. Christopher Murphy. Apparently it's Samara Weaving or Samara Weaving, probably Samara, as a newlywed who becomes hunted by her spouse's family because it's part of some sort of wedding night ritual thing. Uh, it also has Mark O'Brien, Adam Brody, Henry Zerny, and Andy McDowell. Oh, I bet she's playing the mom. That'll be fun. I haven't seen her in a movie in a long time. It runs about 95 minutes. It was released by Fox Searchlight Pictures, July 27th, 2019 at Fantasia, August 21st, 2019 in the United States. The budget was $6 million, and it made in the box office $57.4 million. So that's pretty good. I'd say it's a pretty good return there. And then when I said Fantasia, that was the Fantasia International Film Festival. That's what I meant. But yeah, so it apparently it has pretty good reviews, humor thrills, all that stuff. I don't really want to get too much into the plot. We'll talk about production release and all that stuff later if there's anything to talk about. But yeah, so I'm going to go check out 2019's Ready or Not, and I'll be back to let you know what I think. Okay, so I watched 2019's Ready or Not. First of all, let me make a small correction, or at least acknowledge that I forgot something. So, Samara Weaving, I'm gonna just call her Samara, I'm not sure which way it is. I want to say Samara, but I think that's because I've seen the ring. And if you hear noises in the background, uh, Gus has the zoomies right now, so he's playing. So if you hear something, that's what that is. Anyway, what I didn't realize is I was like, oh yeah! You know, I don't do a whole lot of horror guys. Now, 
But as I was watching the movie and I was like, oh, Samara Weaving, what else has she been in? Not realizing what I did. Because uh, I was saying earlier before I watched the movie that the other horror comedy that I could think of that I reviewed off the top of my head was The Babysitter. And lo and behold, she played B, the babysitter, uh, in that movie that, or in the movie The Babysitter, she played the babysitter. So that's fun. And she didn't disappoint. She was great in this too. She was fun in The Babysitter. She does a really good comedic timing and like facial expressions and the way she delivers the lines that is fun. So I watched Ready or Not. Interesting movie. Um, it's kind of a mixture. It reminded me of a mixture of like Get Out and Monster Party. To me, it's not something that hasn't been done before, but it's just been done in a different type way where it's like a situation that it just gets sprung on the person and then there's like a whole background of reasoning of why they're doing something. I mean, it happens in a lot of movies, but I mean, the way it was set up, it reminded me of a combination of those two movies. You got this chick and she's played by Samara Weaving. She's marrying into money to this guy. I'm not going to worry about names right now. I'm just going to go through and give a brief summary and then go through some of my favorite parts and things. So basically, she's getting married into this rich family. She's not sure she really fits in. She's never really had a lot of family of her own. She's a foster child. And so she is excited to get in this family, but it doesn't seem like anyone really knows her that well. The Her and the guy have only been together for 18 months. The movie itself starts out where it's two kids and they're kind of doing this situation playing this game, the hide-and-seek game, um, where they're, you know, one's a, it's 30 years prior, there's a bride and a groom, and the groom gets killed and dragged into a side room, and you see the two young boys, and the one hides the other and tells him, you know, to just be quiet, and then when the groom comes by for help, the kid is like, oh, here he is, like, because they're obligated to say, and then they kill him and things like that, so then it cuts to, to now. So you know there's some sort of background and history to this movie of why they do the things they do. So, they're having the wedding, and I forgot the one one of the reasons I wanted to see this movie is I saw a couple pictures in, like, promotion for this movie. And there's this woman who's super angry. She, I find out she's the aunt. So she's, like, this angry old aunt. Well, she's not super old, I guess, but she's older. And there's this scene where she's sitting in the wedding and on the side on the ch in a chair, and she just has her face, instead of a smile, it's completely the opposite direction, and she's got this white hair, like, it's all slicked back. And she's got this grumpy look and this like mascara on. And I was like, oh, she looks fun. I want to see this movie. I forgot when I saw her there, I was like, oh yeah. That was who I remember. I remember why I wanted to watch this movie. She was great. The woman who played her was great. Uh, the aunt, I really liked her. Um, her hair and her disposition. So they have the wedding and then at the wedding night, you have to play this game. So it's like this family comes from money that they got from creating different games. Um, you know, different types of games, board games, things like that, other types of games. And they have this box, like there's this ritual and all the family's there. And so you got like the husband and then his brother and his wife, the drugged up sister. She was great. I liked her character in it. Everyone was pretty great in the movie. Everyone added something to it, had a different type of personality, played it well. And this movie was shot really well. Like it was very beautiful in the sense of how it shot the house that they're in. It really gave the illusion or the the image that it's such a big house, it's such a grand house. There's all these corridors and secret rooms and things and I really felt like they shot that really well. It was done really nice. I liked it. So if you pick hide and seek as your game, like there's a box and there's a story behind it where like their great, 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 great grandfather or whatever. I'm not sure how many greats, but got this box from a guy 
then he was able to get into money and basically you kind of put it together where it's like they made a pact with the devil kind of thing and now the family for generations has been cursed by this that if they don't do this ritual when someone in their family gets married they're all gonna die they don't really have proof that that would happen but they all believe they're gonna die so that's what they have to do no matter what most of the games are fine there's chess there's like backgammon or something i don't know but if you get hide and seek this is the situation they have to do you have to get hunted so it's at midnight they do the ritual or they do the ceremony she pulls the card it's hide and seek her husband is like damn because he tried to give her a way out and she didn't take it but he didn't really tell her and that's one thing about this movie that did bother me he could have avoided all of this he didn't like this situation that he was in if you get married you have to go through this house the family and do it the way they want don't get married like, if she really wanted to get married, just be like, I can't, or I don't want to, or I never want to get married. Or even, I don't know if you could just tell her why, but he still goes along with it. And it's like, I think part of him still feels the obligation. And eventually he kind of comes back around to being just as warped as everyone else. But for a while, I'm like, this could have probably been avoided. And also, as soon as she found out what the situation was about that they, should, they were being hunted or she was being hunted... I was like, oh, they're not getting out of here together. They're not together. I was like, there's no way. I'd never take them back. <laughs> like, she wouldn't take them back. I wouldn't take them back. No one's going to take them back. It's over. And she plays it really well because it's just kind of getting freaked out. Because, like, at midnight, they're like, oh, you got to hide. And we're going to give you, like, 100 seconds or 100. I don't know. They played some weird song on a um, on an album um, about hide and seek or something. Why they all grabbed weapons and stuff. And she went and hid. And she's like, okay. And, like. She's kind of taken seriously, but she's, she doesn't know they have weapons. Like, they don't tell her. They're like, go and hide, and then we'll find you, and you have to make it to, to dawn or whatever. Because she was like, how long is this going to last? Because it's already, like, midnight, and she's like, I want to get back to getting busy with my husband, you know? And they're like, dawn. And she's like, okay. And so she goes and hides in a dumbwaiter. And then eventually, after, like, I don't know, like an hour, she's like, you know what? Nah, this is boring. And they've already shut off, like, all the cameras and things in the house because they don't like to cheat. So everyone's got weapons and they're all looking for her. And eventually, like, they try to keep the husband in another room because they're afraid he's going to help her. No one's in there with them, which is stupid because there's pocket doors everywhere that run all over the building. And they know that. They have to know that. So then when they go in there and he's not there because he took a side door, they're all like, oh, shit. And you're like, well, yeah, man, watch the door. So, yeah. So then, you know, it's a whole big chase thing. People get shot. People die. A lot of the help die, which I thought was kind of interesting, like, because they were all just like, Oh, another maid. You know, like they're like all bummed out, but not quite. But it's just like these poor help or like um, workers at the at the place. Like they had, they don't know what skill. I mean, they kind of know, but it doesn't affect them. Everyone's drinking and doing drugs. Like uh, the one sister is hopped up on cocaine and keeps killing people without meaning to. And it just it's kind of got some funness to it and um, different things. There's some kids in there too that they try to put to bed beforehand. The kids get out. Um, she ends up getting up, running to a barn, and the one kid uh, shoots her through the hand. And it's just like a whole thing of, this is what we've always been doing because we have to, because this is why we have money. And the one woman who married the brother, another brother, she was fine with it. Even though she married into it, she was like, oh, cool, okay, yeah, I guess we got to do this ritual, okay. Then, you know, they don't technically kill you, kill you, they drag you in once they catch the person. And then they perform this, like, blood ritual to Satan, which I thought was a little funny because they were like, oh, hail Satan. And I'm like, okay, um, okay, sure. And there's, like, a chalice and blood and things like that. So they have to perform it before the sun comes up. And then everyone's after her, they're running all around. So let me just talk about a couple things that I liked and things that stuck out to me, and then I'll kind of wrap it up about how the movie ends. 
so there's a death in there that was kind of dumb. The dumb, dumb waiter death. There is, uh, I guess she was a maid or like the babysitter, the nanny or whatever, who was trying to get away and hide. And she runs back to the same dumb waiter that Samara Weaving was hiding in. And it's more like a trap. They, they played a couple times where like, you'll think someone's going to help you, but they don't. And they're calling for help. So she was acting like she was scared and like, this is crazy. And then as soon as Samara Weaving's character came over, she was like, she's over here, you know, and called for her. And when she did that, she leaned out and kind of hit the button on the dumbwaiter and she couldn't get out in time because she was like hanging halfway out. It ha I had to rewind it because I was like, how did she die? Because she was hanging out and Samara Weaving's character was trying to help her. But then she got halfway out and then the dumbwaiter like landed on her neck and crushed her and killed her. And I was like, there's not like a fail safe button. There was a couple buttons by that door. You couldn't have hit like an emergency stop. Is it really going to crush you that hard? I, if anything, it would break your neck maybe. But I was like, come on, people. You got a security system and all this stuff. How did she die in this? Another fun thing was like when she was, when Samara Weaving's character was in the barn, she gets shot through the hand and it pisses her off so much. She gets shot by one of the kids. His name was Georgie. She gets so mad that she punches him in the face. And I was like, ooh, that's fun. Like they don't always throw people, uh, adults punching kids in faces. And he kind of deserved it. And you know, I mean, he did shoot her in the hand. He was just trying to do what he thought he was supposed to. He wasn't quite as brainwashed. He was only like 10 years old or so, but he knew that was what his mom wanted him to do. So when he got the gun, he shot her. And there were quite a few parts in the movie that kind of like, you know, was kind of squeamy and like, ooh, you know, and one of them has to do with the hole in the hand. So after she's in the barn, it's like a goat barn full of goats, which they use for their sacrifices. I think there's other things they have to do throughout the years. I don't know. But they have all these goats. So like all the dead bodies and things that they have, they throw in this pit in the middle of the barn. She falls into this pit. It's real stinky. So now she's covered in the stink and she's like freaking out. And so she climbs up this like ladder and the ladder breaks. And so she's got to reach up and grab. And right as she's reaching up to grab, she grabs with her good hand. And then she goes to grab with the one with the hole in it. And you see this nail sticking out. And I was like, oh no, I was like freaking out. This part got, I was like, oh, it's going to go through the hole. It's going to, you know, I was like, I don't like it. And it does. It goes through the hole and she screams and she's got to pull herself up. And it's just like, ugh, it's, it's bad. And then she like wraps up her hand and stuff. But I was like, whew, that was... That was tough. There also was a, a pretty good scene. Uh, Andy McDowell was fun in it. Uh, she did play the mom. Kind of, she liked Samara Weaving's character. She didn't like the fact that they had to do this stuff, but she also too was stuck because she married into it. And her and her son, the husband of Samara Weaving, had a really nice like talk, like a heart to heart kind of thing where he was basically like, you know, I'm not gonna let you hurt her. And she's like, honey, I, I have to, I'm sorry. And she's just like chain smoking these cigarettes. And I thought she did a pretty good job. She, you know, she did well for it, for what the role was. Cause she kind of was taking Samara Weaving's character under her wing, but then ended up having to turn it around as soon as she drew the hide and seek game. Even if you like her, you know, it's like, well, this is what we have to do. Um, so that was kind of a cool scene. There was a scene too, when she, she gets caught. So she gets caught eventually and put on this ritual table where she's like tied down and there's this chalice going around and everyone takes a sip. And then all of a sudden one of them starts spitting up some blood and you find out the drunk brother played by Adam Brody. He was just gone. Like he kind of sobered up towards the end, but he was sick of the situation and didn't care if they all died or not. Cause they, you know, he felt he all deserved it. Alex and Daniel are the brothers. From what I can see on Wikipedia here, Daniel, the alcoholic brother, hides Alex. Alex is the main guy, the husband, who marries Samara, Samara Weaving. I'm going to say Samara. Samara Weaving's character. Um, so Alex has been shielded from this a lot of the time. So the alcoholic brother has been dealing with this a lot longer. That's probably why he's an alcoholic. So her name is Grace. 
Yeah. Her name is Grace. Okay, so Grace and Alex. So they start spitting up the blood and he's like, oh, I put hydrochloric acid in it. And I was like, I feel like that would do a lot more damage. Because like they were all spitting up blood and it was kind of gross and stuff. But then they all kind of like just rinsed out their mouths and they were fine. I mean, it hurt, but it wasn't like that bad. And I looked it up and it, it, it does seem like it would do more, maybe. But I don't think they drank enough to do too much. So maybe that would be the right way it would happen. But I was like, okay. So I guess it was, it was more kind of like a distraction. And as they're being distracted, that's when Daniel, the alcoholic brother, uh, runs in. And then at this scene, at the ritual, like everything's just going down. She gets up off the thing and uh, off the ritual table. And she does this weird scream, which I think from what I heard, like she was proud of it, kind of, <laughs> I think. But it sounded like a goat, which maybe was the point. But it didn't sound that great. It kind of pulled me out of the movie a little bit, this weird blood curdly scream she did. And so there's just a whole bunch of fights. Everyone starts killing everybody. An oil lamp breaks and they're fired. And I'm like, there's no sprinkler system in this giant, massive house. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But it starts, like, burning up the house and things. Everyone's fighting everybody. Gets down to, you know, a couple of the people there. They're trying to do the ritual still. They're like, hail Satan, woo. And so um, her husband now is kind of in it. Like, he's like, you know what? I don't want to die. I'm sorry. I got to do this. So he's going to stab her now, which is the end of the ritual. And so at the last moment, Grace moves. She moves and takes the stab to her shoulder and gets out. So dawn breaks. So it's dawn now. And they're all standing around. It's probably like five or six of them and the sun's up and they open the window and they're like nothing happened because like they had heard other stories of people dying in fires and things like families that had happened to maybe the tradition was a lie maybe we never had to do this to begin with but the aunt she still believes in it with the grumpy face and so she still believes it, and she's like no i gotta kill her we don't we're running out of time dawn is breaking so she goes to run to kill grace aunt helene and as she does she explodes in a bloody pop like just and it's just a puff of blood. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I was like, I think they're probably going to explode, maybe. Like, And so she explodes. And then that's when everyone's like, oh, it's true. you know. And so then one by one, each of them explodes in this like billiard room or wherever they're at, they're at that they were doing the ritual at. And so everyone's gone. And then it's down to Alex and Grace. Anyone tied with this family who married in is dead. So he's like, oh, Grace, hey, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. We're, you know, and everything. And she's like, no, like, the, we're not, this isn't going to work. And he's like, he says this line where he's like, we weren't going to end up together anyway after this, were we? And I'm like, no, dude, no. And she's like, no. And so then he immediately is kind of like, well, fine. And he was maybe going to go after her kind of thing, but then he explodes too. And she stands really close and he gets all over her. And I was like, you could have backed up a little bit. And so the mansion is burning down. She's covered in goo and blood and stinky goats and all kinds of stuff. She's had a night. It's like 630 in the morning. Police are coming up the road. She sits on the patio, she lights up a cigarette. She's still in her wedding dress. She gets rid of her shoes and cuts off some of her wedding dress later. I was like, yeah, do that. And the, some of the scenes are just her changing and all the dresses and how it changes. It's really fun. And then the cops show up and they're like, are you okay? You know? And they're like, well, what happened? And she just sits there and she's like, in-laws. And then that's the end of the movie. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, I was a little surprised that she didn't die. I guess because the ritual wasn't completed either way like even if she would have picked like chess or something like that because technically she was part of the family so shouldn't have she exploded if it wouldn't have worked but I guess it doesn't make sense because she would have died either way so it's that kind of struck me but no the movie was fun I kept me entertained so yeah so if I had to go with uh, crossbows I would rate 2019's ready or not 7 out of 10 crossbows it's really fun so go check out 2019's ready or not 7 out of 10 crossbows Thank you for listening to this mini movie review.